0: Welcome to the Big Fundamental Podcast, the San Antonio Spurs podcast brought to you by Kins 5, the official station of the Spurs. I'm Jackson Floyd and joining me this week, we got Evan Klosky what up? and Tom Petrini. Hello, fellas. Guys, we had a little dip in the action. <laughs> We got a little dip in the action this week for the Spurs. You know, they had the game against Oklahoma City to wrap up the first half of the season, and that was a whopper of a game. Um a, a, a whopper! He a says whopper of game. Uh, sponsored by Burger King, so uh, bringing in the checks here. No, not really. No sponsorships.
1: Uh, but anyway, Burger King's not having a good week, by the way. No, I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, they they decided to. They yes.
2: decided to spend their remaining marketing and PR budget on a high-profile spot on the t- on the Big Fun pod. I mean, that's so. how you clean
0: it up. That's how you clean up your act. So, uh, but anyways, guys, we had the All-Star Weekend, a truncated version of it this year due to COVID protocols. Uh, Tom, I know you're a big fan of uh, Anthony Simons kissing the rim there, and he uh, takes away from, the, uh, from the, the weekend for you guys.
2: I, I thought my favorite – one of my favorite, like, moments of watching basketball in the past I don't know how long was the end of the first half when it went uh, – Chris Paul to Steph Curry dunk alley, and then returns the favor. Chris Paul dunks it. Mm-hmm. And then Dame pulls up from half court, drills it. Steph pulls up from the same spot, drills it. In the span of like a minute of gameplay. And it was just like the coolest thing. Like it's why you have the all-star game in the first place. Um, you know, hopefully everybody is safe and, and healthy afterward. Um, but I mean that... Moment was so much fun to watch for me.
1: Yeah, and I want to say this just on like before I make my comments about the All Star game. Before, as we all know, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid did not play in the game because their barber tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, I would normally not even mention that here, but uh, usually that's a seven day quarantine for those players and the Spurs play Philly on Sunday, which means that would be the seven days. You would imagine that they're not going to rush those two back if they've been quarantined for seven days. So, I mean, I'm expecting no Simmons or Embiid in that game against the Spurs later in the week. So that's just to say that other, I mean, I, um, I took down five hours of content made into three minutes on Ken's five on Sunday. And I devoted a minute and a half to Steph Curran because he was it was like Giannis was amazing, and he deserved the MVP because if you go sixteen for sixteen, it's just you know whatever. Couple threes,
2: yeah. Bank was open, like it wasn't like he was he was just dunking it. Like it was awesome. Yeah,
1: thirty five points in nineteen minutes, sixteen to sixteen. So he deserved the MVP, but but the star of the show was Steph Curry, and I'm telling you, I would pay a good amount of money, like like a normal like four ninety nine per month, like whatever ESPN Plus. Uh, charges to just get like 15 minutes of Steph Curry, like camera, and him just clowning around at the end of practice, just farting around, throwing up shots, n- you know, messing around with with teammates. Uh, he is unbelievable. And on a stage with so many stars, he's battled the injury bug last year, um, and, and throughout his career, honestly, but, but we're back to kind of peak Steph. And just the things he were doing were were so stupid. It was so silly. Uh, between the heat check three pointers, uh, just bringing it back to half court when Lillard was challenging him as well. Um, I think my favorite the three behind he the hit. back Whoa. pass that led to the LeBron, uh, you know, set up the, ali- Rudy Gobert. That
2: was dope. I think one of my favorites was like. He, he dribbled it off his leg and, like, back toward half court. And he was like, I'm just going to chuck it. And it went.
1: Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And this whole He gave him a good run the three-point contest. But that was – like, I loved watching Steph in that three-point contest because it was like, there, there's no way, right? There's, there's no way that he's going to lose. And, uh, and, of course, he, he brought it home.
0: Yeah, this whole season has felt like kind of a Steph Curry redemption tour. or Just a, hey, remember I'm here kind of thing after missing last year and the conversation as to who the best players are in the league. You know, Doncic entering the chat there. Uh, it felt like maybe people were forgetting about Steph Curry and he has totally reminded people that nope, he's still probably one of the two or three best players in the league, if not the best when he's at his peak and the All-Star game was just another reminder of that as well. Um, sadly, no Spurs involved, uh, you know, as, as we've talked about in this podcast.
1: Um, I've, I've gone through my rant on that. <laughs>
0: We don't need, No need to touch that right now, but there are some pressing questions to talk about uh, before the second half of the season starts tomorrow, Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday, March 9th. Um, I, Evan, the, the kind of jumping off point here, we left last pod off as kind of saying, you know, there are questions to address. The big one you had on your mind was Lonnie Walker's role with this team, who, who he, where his fit's going to be, who he is for the Spurs. Um, what, what, what's the question there? What's the big pressing issue that you're seeing in terms of Lonnie Walker's performance with the team?
1: I thought he closed out the, the second, the first half of the season. Well, to be honest, Um, you know, you can point to him going like one of 10 for three in a game, but you know, him being aggressive and shooting those shots more often than not um, he's going to make a a good chunk of them, especially a guy who's, who's hovering around 40% from deep when you take away non heaves and, and all the garbage time stuff. So, I mean, he's a really, he's a really good shooter. Um, and I think that him being integrated into that, that second lineup, that second rotation, reducing his minutes a bit, I think is going to help him a lot. We don't really have a large enough sample size for me to tell you that that's going to work or not, and that's going to turn things around. But I also want to say that other people don't have a large enough sample size to say that it won't work, that it's not going to help him turn around. So a wait and see there. Um, again, you know, I, I think that the Spurs have given him the ability to – you know, at least have the minutes necessary to kind of take advantage of his ceiling. His ability to finish just isn't quite there um, near the rim that it, where it needs to be. And that, that's going to be the concern. I, I need Lonnie to get a little bit bigger. I need him to get a little bit stronger because on one-on-one matchups, so oftentimes he gets bullied. But he's still, he's still a pretty darn good defender. Um, no matter what those statistics say, uh, we can bend that any which way, to be honest. Um, but, you know, as far as the young core and the pieces that I'm most excited about, Lonnie's probably at the bottom of that list, um, for me, as far as the Spurs and that's, that's no shade to Lonnie because it's really just talking about how, how valuable I think all the other guys are and how excited they make me feel.
0: Now is that a fall off from where you were, say pre bubble? You know, kind of going into the bubble last year, we'd seen him have these moments versus the Rockets where he uh-huh. stellar. Um, do you think that the performance in the last year has 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 pushed him down the list?
1: Um, I would say a, a tiny bit. A um, Devin Vassell's on the team now, wasn't pre bubble, and I think Vassell is a guy that I'm stoked about. Just you know. We can go on that another time. But um, also, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Luka being a thing. I, I think that what we've seen post-G League bubble from Shamanich really gives us an inkling that he's actually a really dynamic defender. And uh, we, you know, you can go back to a couple of pods ago when I talked about the off-ball stuff. He's not perfect by any means. A lot of fans are running away with like a, a two or three game sample size of good play. Having said that, The guy's a unicorn and with his potential and his ceiling that excites me a little bit more just because I haven't seen enough of him that is going to put him a little bit elevated over Lonnie where I have a larger sample size and it's not necessarily making me too excited but I've said it once before I'll say it again at worst worst case scenario for Lonnie he is a three and D guy and that's still a valuable asset in the grand scheme of things.
2: I think that Lonnie is if you're talking about the guy on the roster who has the most untapped potential, right? Like the most natural ability and skill that he isn't translating to the box score yet is Lonnie Walker. Right. Um, and for that reason, I think it's a little too early to give up on him, you know? Um, also he's 22. (laughs) Uh, a lot of these guys really young. Um, you know, we, we like to see them develop into, you know, a, a post-college body. Like, this, this would be his senior year at Miami. So, um, you, you look at the way that he's played on defense, I understand that his, his uh, performance hasn't been the best. Um, he definitely needs to improve off-ball. Um, I think you, you tell him to guard somebody, he'll guard them and he'll do a bang up job and he has the physical tools to be a better defender than the guys who were ahead of him at shooting guard last season. Um, but uh, in, in terms of where we are on evaluating him and, you know, how close is he to reaching his potential? He's still got a long way to go. Um, and I think he's uh, about to be in a better position Uh, as Evan touched on with moving to the bench, probably, because we're going to have DeJounte Murray and Derek White together in the starting lineup. Um, And uh, I think Lonnie will get better looks as somebody who can have more of a green light off the bench. I think he'll uh, play better against bench units. I think he'll be able to lock in more in fewer minutes um, and increase that efficiency. Um, So... I think it's a bit uh, bit premature to be throwing him in trade packages uh, at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I think the – I'll,
1: I'll no. say this. I don't know if this is going to be a, a segue back Jack Not yet. Not yet.
0: Keep going. Did
1: nope. we lose that? Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say, well, because honestly, you know, if we're talking about Vucevic, which um, – you know, is the rumor out there that the Spurs are interested. And I, I want to go on a rant here, all right? I'm going to move the camera down a little bit, okay? Let me tell you this, all right? When GMs or you hear the Spurs are interested or are calling or are taking calls, the general manager has a job to listen, you know? Unless you have LeBron James on your team and obviously you're not trading that person – you're going to take a call and you're going to listen. Everything you hear is just noise. It's noise. And I'm, I'm a guy in the sports world who makes money off of debates sometimes, but I always get a good chuckle out of people just running away with these narratives that are like, whoa, Spurs, interested in Vucevic? And like, like 90 freaking things start flying off the wall. Like I can't tell you how many times we've gone to the trade deadline if, if all of us uh, people who follow the Spurs, or all you Spurs fans, uh, had a nickel for every time that we ran away with the Spurs trade rumor and nothing happened, we'd have a whole lot of nickels. <laughs> so, um, have it, if you were making a package uh, to the Magic, and we'll get more into Vucevic soon, But if were, like, I would throw them Lonnie Walker. I would do that. I don't know if that would tip the scales for the magic, but that's something where I would give away that piece. Having said that, just because I'm not as high on Lonnie Walker doesn't mean I think that the Spurs should give up on him. doesn't mean that he still doesn't have a chance to get better or improve or reach his ceiling. He is young. Yeah. All those things are important to mention. And, um, you know, sometimes guys move at different speeds and, and you got to be a little bit more patient. So, while I can be critical, that doesn't mean that I'm ready to throw them away for nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is that the Spurs are loaded at backcourt. They were loaded at backcourt last year. And when they had more backcourt talent and, uh, you know, they made room for guys like Walker and for white and eventually for Vassell to come in and play more minutes, but they're still loaded in the backcourt, right? We talk about how frontline depth seems to be an Achilles heel for this team, you know, and it's, it's all about trying to bolster that up. So one of those guys is probably likely going to be mentioned in a trade package for Vucevic or for, for any of these law, uh, you know, guys that their, their rumors are spreading around and swirling around. And yeah, we're going to talk about the trade rumors here in a second. Uh, out of all the guys in in that backcourt, he's probably at the bottom of my list, mainly because, you know, the other three guys are insanely talented too, but it's a good problem to have for the Spurs team that they've got four guys who over the next five years could be really talented role players for this team, if not stars, you know? So, um, you want to talk about trade rumors now? <laughs> Final hey, thoughts us all right, so the big one coming out was for uh, Vucevic, right, um, for the Orlando Magic. But I mean, over the last two weeks, the Spurs have been linked to tendering offers or t- listening to offers, taking offers in on all those five veterans: uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay. Uh, I'm forgetting another one. Who's the the guy? I'm forgetting the other. this might be just the four veterans. I think that have been linked in trade rumors. There, yeah, yeah
2: just the four. <laughs> just
0: the four. Um, but Evan, you're saying, like you said, it, it's it's a GM's duty and a responsibility to take the calls. However, there does seem to be a little bit more smoke to the Vucevic one. I think that a specific name being tossed out there, uh, potential packages being tossed out there. What kind of role would he play on the Spurs if, if they were to send Aldridge and some pieces or who, whatever the trade may be, um, to, to the front court? You know, how does he and Jakubertel fit together? Do they play together? You know, what's what's the fit we see there?
2: I will answer your hypothetical after pointing out that we're way ahead of ourselves yes but uh he's he's a good stretch big he's a really talented offensive big man um he's he's got all the tools he finishes strong he's a good three-point shooter uh it's easy to see why somebody would want to pair a player like him with the young core offensively right um you know but Theoretically, this is the job that LaMarcus Aldridge did last year when he transitioned to more of a, a three-point pick-and-pop role uh, and was effective in that. Um, but like Aldridge this year, his he's not known for his defense, right? Um, Vooch is an okay defender, but he can also get attacked. Um, and, you know, there's there are reasons that he was probably when you're when you're looking at all of the all stars who were there for all star weekend he's probably lowest on your list in terms of you know best players even uh certainly certainly draw but we know the Spurs don't care about that it's about how does this guy fit and you know he's a really talented role player which is why i'm not putting as much weight into these trade rumors because you know one i don't see it's been described as they want a haul, right? I can't see the Spurs giving up something that would be described as a haul to the Magic. If if the Magic say they want one of uh, Dejounte Murray or Derek White, the question is not like which one of them do you do you part ways with. The question is how quickly can you hang up a phone without <laughs> physically destroying it? Um, you know. And and even Lonnie Walker, like I I don't think you would trade him even if even if it makes sense on an individual playing player's perspective, like you know this piece for this piece makes sense. Even if on paper, even if you 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 know think it out and you think on the court it'll make sense. Um, think about how the Spurs have gotten to where they're at. Right, it's been it's been slow build, it's been slow grind, it's been playing together as a group and, you know, being invested in each other, right? If you break up the chemistry on the court, you're also breaking up the chemistry that's developing off the court where these guys are, you know, playing together and for each other. So, um, you know, I I think that a trade for Vooch wouldn't move the needle enough to justify uh, breaking up the young core like that.
1: So uh, you know, as I said, I still would be willing to trade Lonnie, um, Lamarcus to make the money work and give him a, a top a top five protected first round pick this year. That's that is the 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 best I can do for you, and that's probably not good enough for the Magic, and that's fine. I don't need to do a deal like that's that's your problem. I'm just saying that I would I would give up Lonnie, and I don't think that it messes up with the chemistry or any of that. I mean, not saying that the players are not, you know, don't like Lonnie or all that stuff. I mean, again, Lonnie is a great guy and San Antonio loves Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, but this is a business and he still has some value. Um, and, and he might be able to blossom a little bit more in a different team. I don't know. Um, but it's not, it wouldn't be the first time that the Spurs walked away from a guy that they've developed. Um, I know nobody, uh, was infatuated with Brent Forbes, but they let him walk, um, slow-mo, but you know, but that's the like, thing
2: is like he's if you if you compare him to those two right the ceiling is much different yeah right and so for the reason that he's still got so much more that he could become mm-hmm. I'd be hesitant to part ways with him Vucevic so, you pretty much know what you got yeah know what you've got in the, in Nikola Vucevic he's a good player mm-hmm. but you know the it, it depends on how high you are on. Lonnie's ability to get to that developmental
1: level. And, and I, don't, I don't disagree with the point you're bringing up, actually. The bigger question is, do you think that you can bring DeMar DeRozan back? Because if you don't, then I'm hesitant to trade Lonnie because Lonnie's going to be that offensive engine. That's a good point. If you, if you do think you're going to bring DeMar back, I think, I think Lonnie's skill set for the next three years is just never going to be really fully blossoming I, you know I, I just don't see that he's going to ever get the keys to the car and really take control of his potential um, and, and that's not to say like oh man they got to get rid of DeMar so that Lonnie can blossom Lonnie's the unknown and DeMar is the known so I like taking the known right. versus the unknown right. having said that I think it, it's such a ripple effect because DeMar DeRozan again just like this offseason is really the starting point Because what you know, and we can't, we don't know any of this, you know, Brian Wright, I'm sure does know whether he can sign DeMar or not long-term. I'm sure Brian Wright knows whether or not it's a no-go for sure. And if DeMar is not going to return to San Antonio, if, if DeMar goes to Brian Wright and says, look, I just want to be closer to here. I want to be closer to there, whatever it might be. I just don't see myself signing next year with the Spurs. Then, you know, I would be leaning to trade him if I can get some assets. Having said that, if DeMar is going to help you get to the playoffs this year, that also matters for the young guys growing up. So it's a catch-22 because you want to get guys like DeJounte, Derek, Lonnie, all these kids, playoff experience, because that is the most valuable experience you can get. So So
2: I I want to just – oh,
0: sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, could all of this be a push, though, that plays into the DeMar DeRozan factor? Could trading for Vucevic be a move to try to keep DeMar around? Uh, first of all, they were teammates at the University of Southern California. They know each other pretty well. Uh, not saying that they, uh, you know, have kept the friendship going or whatever, you know, but they are past teammates. Uh, he's another all-star. You could say we traded for an all-star to to bolster the talent here. Uh, someone that you know, that you've played with before. Uh, these are all things that could lead you to signing DeRozan in the future. Uh, but that being said, I, I think the most valuable thing the Spurs team has, aside from Coach Pop, is the young core they've built. Um, and whether or not you take Lonnie Walker out of that equation hurts the young core significantly. Uh, I think... Th- I kind of like the Vucevic trade uh, if it means that you get to keep DeRozan for a few more years, you know? So- and,
1: and, and, yeah, and, and to talk about the great points with Vuce, um, what you want in LaMarcus Aldridge is what Vooch is going to give you offensively. So we know what he's going to do when he's on the court. And, and again, you have uh, – if you bring in Vooch and he spaces the floor and brings you out to the three-point line, that allows San Antonio and its slew of, of drivers – the one to attack the rim, tons of space. Makes complete sense. The flip side is I really do think that San Antonio and what they built over these last three years has screamed, we are going to hold you to 90. That is our goal. Like, again, I said this, like at the end of the bubble last year, um, San Antonio is building a defensive monster. They are going to suffocate you in games when everyone is healthy and on the court it is going to be lethal. And if, if Shamanic can really be the guy that we're seeing like on ball, I mean, mind explosion time, when you think of Pirtle, Dejounte, Derek, Luca, and Keldon all in a starting lineup, like what? So, <laughs> so it's a, that's a freaking matcha lineup. And, and Tom, before I say anything, um, gems just came out saying that Joel Embiid has to quarantine until Friday and Ben Simmons has to quarantine until Saturday. So again, what my point was with both of them, probably not gonna play against the Spurs. Maybe Embiid does, but Simmons I I highly doubt.
2: And that buds I well I think Joel Embiid's been bench pressing his bed in wherever he's quarantining. I can I can picture that just like sipping a Shirley Temple and bench pressing his bed. Um but here, here's here's my big question in terms of any trade the Spurs are going to do. Right, first of all, they're the Spurs. We we know this. We know that any discussion about the, oh, could the Spurs make this trade? Uh, I'm I'm going to pull a, a Charles Barkley uh, <clears throat> saying that the thing that you're about to hear this this is all probably never going to happen. Right? This is all this is all made up, uh, <laughs> and like. <laughs> We, we never, we're we never going to see uh, a huge move by the Spurs unless they're in love with it. Unless they get an offer that blows them away or they're forced to make a trade. Uh, they're not going to make a trade. That's not how they operate. Um, and in, in terms of pieces that they could make a tr- trade for, I don't think that Vucevic is that piece that really moves the needle significantly because, you know, I think Jackson said it, right? You can say, hey, we traded for an all-star, right? Like, yes, you could say that. Technically correct. The best kind of correct. But what does it actually mean?
1: Yeah. And, and, that, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if Vooch is the right piece, by the way. Like, in the grand scheme of things, I can understand why they would pursue Vooch because, again, San Antonio is not going to attract – superstars but a guy like Vooch is like the next level down where super productive not going to be highly sought after with the LA's and the, the New York's of the world so that falls right into their lap um having said that to me I still think the number one point of emphasis and where I'm locked in on is John Collins it does not seem like Atlanta and him are going to ride off into the sunset together. It seems like Collins wants out of Atlanta. And if he wants out of Atlanta, if I'm Atlanta, I'm trying to get something, right? A la Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs, you know? And in that deal, the Spurs got – they got an all-star prospect and a first-round pick. I don't think John Collins is going to require as much as Kawhi. So, again, another deal to to think about is trading – I, w- I would give them uh, San Antonio's first-round pick this year and would probably throw them I- – I would throw them Lonnie. And I would say, look, I'll give you, I'll give you something. I'll give you a piece for the future that you can, you can at least take away from John Collins, bring Collins into the Spurs, see what he's like for half a year, get him integrated somewhat, And then you can make a decision on him, whether you want to give him the max. You'll have the say since he's a restricted free agent. So, you know, to me, to me, Collins is the piece, right? I'm willing to part with a guy like Lonnie, and I don't think that's going to move the needle enough for Atlanta, but they'll get a first round pick out of it. So they'll get two assets in my eyes, two assets to depart with Collins, a guy that they're probably not going to keep anyway. To me, I don't want Vooch to take away from that possibility um and and you know you can only do so much if Demar is in play next year
2: i I honestly think that might be a little too much for either of them because you you look at you know the stars in this league right mm-hmm. if If the Spurs were to trade for either Collins or Vooch. You know that's not that's not somebody who uh, is going to have the ball in his hands down the stretch of a game, right? He's not going to be the guy for you. Um, he's he's they're both very good complementary pieces on Eastern Conference teams that kind of stink, mm-hmm. um, and you know some of that is a question of. Uh, The talent around them the rest of it though is do they contribute to winning and then when you bring them to a winning team that has a lot of scoring options how much does that production dip right um i i don't like the idea in principle of trading a young guard with a ton of potential for a big man who is going to be you know a floor spacer, or a lob threat hopefully a defender um you know depends on the guy but i think in in terms of the stars and in, in, if you're if you're mining stars as the spurs right if you're if you're looking purely for guys who can be like that guy that takes over a game um you know i i think that Collins and Vucevic can put up numbers, um, but I I don't know that they can be the guy. In fact, I'm pretty sure that their their ceiling is role playing floor spacing big man. Who, by the way, Spurs have one that they're developing in Luka Shamnich, who is quite good. Uh, and you you talked about his defense before, but also like. I think there's a spot for Trey Lyles on this team, right? Yeah, uh, you you but, talk about but, the depth that the team has, and I, I think they have enough pieces. It's not like they desperately need Vooch. And I don't, I don't know that giving up uh, you know, a piece of that young core for a player like that is worth it. And I especially don't think it's worth it if you're giving him up for a guy with half a year left on his deal.
1: But again, you own the rights to him. So you, you do the deal if, you, if you're pretty confident you're going to keep him. And again, I mean, San Antonio, look, if we lived in a world where San Antonio was respected by everybody, we wouldn't have these conversations. But when you're San Antonio, you have to box yourself into the upper echelon talent, which you can get. And I think San Antonio is outside of the world. They might not think this, but I think they're a big away. I think they're one freaking big away. I, I really do. What we're seeing with Yaka Pertle when this team, when he's on the court and what they're doing, it just shows you what they can do now as, as we mentioned last episode, I I don't love paying bigs. I, I that's not the route that I love going. They're also not as easy to find on, on short term notice. Um you know so maybe, the, maybe the
2: question I, for me is what happens to Yacht's minutes and roll if you bring Vucevic in?
1: Um well
0: honestly you I think you can, they stay can, the same. But, I mean I I, I think you don't want to take Purtle out I of think, the rotation that he's in right now because but
1: the – he, Here's the difference. Here's the difference. All right? LaMarcus Aldridge has made an entire career being the guy, and he's going to do him. And playing that supplemental role, spacing, doesn't excite him. That's what Booch has done his entire career. I, I think he comes in, he doesn't give a crap. He doesn't need to, you know, step on Purtle's toes, which I, I think LaMarcus – still has those ten- tendencies to do just because that's what he's done his entire career. I- I- I'm so not do you equally- start both of them? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, and you space the floor. I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Um, and-, and then you can just work one of them off. You know, you can have Yacht play on the court alone. You can have Vooch play on the court alone and you can have, you can have lineups with them together to start. Um, but, but anyway, you know, the-, the fact of the matter is that the Spurs, they they have um they have all the pieces there to be super successful um they just they just need that dude and to your point i I don't know if collins is that dude i don't know if vooch is that dude i don't know if that dude exists for san antonio if they can't draft them so i don't know what to say but I, i do think that um I think Collins does have unicornish abilities, and and i don't want i don't want shamanich in that role i don't he's not the world's greatest three point shooter he can shoot threes I want him to shoot threes, but he's i need him i need him doing everything you know i don't need him necessarily like just being in that that big man role I want him kind of interchangeably switching between big to small uh guard to forward whatever it might be and just kind of being that you know however Giannis is obviously he's not Giannis, but i'm just saying like that his ceiling of where he could be body blows up and his full potential reaches it like that is the guy that san antonio need needs to hope becomes the star and um and i just think if you build the defense around like you know, I just think with them, um, I think getting a big helps. I think Collins has superstar ability as well. Um, young does a lot of things correctly is in a bad situation there in Atlanta. Uh, you know, playing next to Trey young really makes you a little crazy. Sometimes That goes all the way back to his Oklahoma days. So, um, it's, 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 it's a tough debate. Um, and I'll say this, that that there's no right answer that that everything you've said about Lonnie and, and no or or whatever is like, I, I totally get that. Um, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated because we don't have a lot of answers to questions. And again, I think it still stems from DeMar and what's going to happen there.
0: So the trade deadline is March 25th, which means we've got 16 days between then and now uh, for either. I mean, I don't like we said, these are hypotheticals and as Tom kind of warned as we, the caveat he offered as we dove into this is uh, we're getting too deep into the weeds, uh, a little step ahead here on that. Uh, do you think the Spurs should be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Tom, I mean, do you see them parting away, parting ways with any of these four veterans? Um,
2: I think if they can find a deal for Aldridge uh they would do it um I think they they've seen enough from not just Pirtle to get the starting job but the backup bigs behind him that they can say okay you know if we can find anything of value uh to get in return for Aldridge they can do that um you know I I saw just you know a little bit of uh People talking about oh what if what if uh, this team could get DeMar DeRozan type talk. I don't think that's going to happen um, un- unless there is some understanding that has already been met. That's like hey I'm not coming back. In which case uh, the team would obviously try to move him and probably get a, a pretty good return considering how well he's played this year. Uh, but I heard nothing credible with that. Um, don't think they're going to get rid of Patty Mills and Rudy Gay is kind of a wild card because he's been out with the coronavirus protocols uh, for the past couple weeks. Before that, he was really rounding into form. Um, you know, he he looked switchable and you know kind of qu- quick on defense. He was he was knocking down shots. He was he was doing Rudy Gay things like he was, he was playing like two K Rudy Gay you know okay. um, so uh, I I think the Spurs are going to be interested to see how he returns to form um, but I I could see the Spurs trying to move on from from Gay as well if they look at Lyles and Shamanich and say and even uh, Keita Bates-Diop and say we like what we're seeing from these guys uh and you know want them to get the reps
1: yeah so i would i would normally just say that buyers and sellers are they're neither um they're going to stay pat having said that um my inclination is lamarcus he's you know he said all the right things and and whatever it might be um if he's not happy in that role if he if he wants more minutes elsewhere if another team is going to let him shine a bit more, or if he's going to come off the bench, he'd rather do it for a title contender. Um, you have the chance that the Spurs buy him out. And and they don't, they, they just do it as a favor to him, right? I think that's, you know, they want to leave on good terms with LaMarcus. He, uh, you know, despite what all the fans say, um, you know, he got, he came over to help bring a title to San Antonio when Kawhi was there. And... It, you know, they didn't get to see that marriage through, uh, you know, he had his ups and downs here. He's, he's stuck through it. They forced him to adjust. He's adjusted. Um, but if he, if he's towards the end of his career, which I think we all know that he is offensively, he still has it um, to an extent. I, I still think he provides spacing and, and can knock down shots. I mean, he's still got a couple more years in a league offensively. That's for sure. Uh, defensively is a, is a big old, big old issue. And I can just see the Spurs saying, hey, look, we, you know, we couldn't find a great deal out there. We're going to buy you out. Let's come to a deal. You give us a little something, something, and go on your merry way, pick your team. So would not be shocked at all. Um, as we're kind of getting closer to the deadline, I'm thinking that's more and more going to be the case. Uh, having said that, Rudy game a bit different. Rudy gave somebody wants to come in and give the Spurs an overpay. Have gay. If not Spurs will keep gay and ride him out for the rest of the year. Again, trying to get into the playoffs. I don't know what to make of this Trey Lyles run. He's been tremendous to end that first half of the season. I think he's playing a little over his head offensively. Having said that, we all kind of fell in love with him in February of last year. We're kind of falling in love with him February, March of this year. It's time, time to see a larger sample size. And, um, you know, there was, a, there was a turning point there midway through last year where he was getting it, and it looks like he's getting it again. Just got to find that fit. And with LaMarcus gone, I think that opens up something for him.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think what you guys both kind of hit in the head there. Maybe after the Charlotte Hornets game, it's a different conversation about Rudy Gay, right? You know, but having him being away from the team, him having the time off, and having other guys have to step up into that role he fills, kind of makes the Spurs more open to, to parting ways with him if there's a team that wants to offer a, a, a draft totally.
1: game or something like that. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah I, 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 I'm with you. you. I th-
1: so uh, you know, I don't know. You might be able to. Uh, you might be able to package, it, it depends what the Spurs think of Lyles. You might be able to package Lyles, Lyles and Gay for something that's like, oh, okay. Um, at least like a pick, like a first round pick or something. Like, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. They're not going to trade Rudy Gay for a second rounder. So, um, yeah. And notice, I never met, I didn't mention Patty Mills. They're not going to trade Mills. I just, yeah, he um, you know. He, think his
0: his will be in the rafters. You know, he, he's here for I, life. I,
1: you know, yeah, so. I think Mills is actually the sexiest asset at the deadline besides DeMar. Um, but... Mills is their guy. I I just don't see
0: it. So Tom, if the Spurs trade for Vucevic, does that hurt or help your NBA top shot moment value?
2: Um, probably hurts because I have a Vucevic top shot, and yeah. uh, the the value probably will plummet because uh, he's not in a huge market like Orlando anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I was uh, I, I'm proud of you. You got your first pack better yep, and we're talking we both got time. the same pack. <laughs> and you get, i got Vooch, and you got doncic
0: yeah you you're talking to a guy here who owns not one not two not three but four nba top shot moments including the uh the valuable luka luka doncic seeing stars card uh and it had me seeing uh dollar dollar signs you know uh it's on the marketplace if anyone wants to go buy it from me uh it, it, yeah, yeah i'm all about it you know i was i was so questionable on, on to like you know, as the old, old man on the pod, you know, what, what in the world's going on with all these newfangled kids and your technology? But uh, no, I've got all sniffing the glue. That's right? what
2: NFT stands for. It's newfangled new technology.
0: I've got NFT tattooed on my forehead now. I'm riding it all the way to the moon. Yeah. You know, so I'm here for the long haul
2: i'm I'm proud of you there um and yeah no this is this is not financial advice. We eat crayons for breakfast here, but uh we we do like the the basketball stocks
0: oh, see goodness there, yeah, a little maple syrup on the crayon helps it goes down anyways yep. guys, uh, another big question I have for you uh just looking ahead to the second half of the season in the first half of the season, we saw eight games played by Derek White, who I think going into the season. We were very high on being a guy who was going to be a difference maker for the Spurs team. You know, he has shown moments where, of, of transcendent basketball superiority uh, against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs and then again in the bubble. Uh, just hasn't been able to get, stay on the court this season. What do you guys project of him uh, coming up in this second half here, moving to the starting lineup with DeJounte Murray? Uh, what difference is that going to make for this team?
2: Hopefully good health for him like that's that's the only like i'm thinking back to uh there's a a great quote in an air force uh academy yearbook a long time ago uh that greg popovich one day hopes like you know his in his future he plans to be happy in in Derek white's future i hope he plans to be healthy um because it's been a real rough run here for him injury wise and For such a key player, um, it's been impressive that the Spurs have been able to play as well as they have with him only playing eight games. Um, But I think in the second half, if he's healthy, he should be starting, he should be guarding the other team's ball handler, uh, and he should be making a pretty significant two-way impact.
1: So, uh, for me, I mean... If he can stay healthy, he's going to be tremendous. We started to see Derek come around, and in the limited uh, sample size that we have, which is 188 minutes, his on-off, his on-off uh, is plus 10.6. Um, that's, that's fourth on the team behind Rudy Gay, who's at plus 15.5, Patty Mills plus 13.9, and Jakob Hurdle plus 12.1. Um, as far as offense – Points per possession. The offense is its best when he is on the court, and it's not even close. He's a plus 9.5 on the court. The next highest is DeMar at plus Um, 4.4. I mean, technically, Shamanich is plus 6.7, but he's below 100 minutes, so I'm not even counting him. Um, And then defensively speaking, um, the defense is – a minus 1.2, which um, is actually not the sexiest number. Um, a lot of other players have provided more defense, and minus being on the good side of things, by the way. But um, so, with him integrating himself with that starting lineup, the three ball is going to drop more and more. I I kept saying like a bunch of 20-point games are going to be coming from Derek White, and he was just starting to do that, and then he got he got knocked out again. So I think Derek White is just, he's, he's a monster and, you know, he's been slept on his entire career and him, Murray, Yach are a, a wonderful, I was going to say dynamic duo, but they're the tremendous triumvirate. <laughs> uh, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing you shouldn't be excited for with Derek White as long as he's healthy.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm looking forward to the most is what he's going to add uh, defensively, you know, uh, as being the primary guy, Thomas, you're saying, guarding ball handlers. Uh, because uh, Spurs have kind of been cooked by uh, by point guards. And, I mean, it's a point guard heavy league. There's a lot of really good point guards. But just uh, looking back to the difference he could have made uh, when they played the Grizzlies and John ja Morant's dropping 40 points a game. Or when they played the Thunder and Shea Gilgis-Alexander scores 42 and 33. You know, they're these guys who can go off on the Spurs, and you think DeMar, uh, you think uh, DeJounte Murray is one of the best guard defenders in the league, backcourt defenders in the league, uh, but he's taken on so much with the offensive load this year. Um, having him kind of eased off on the defensive side, bringing a little bit more help in there with D- Derek White uh, guarding and then the, the, uh, providing a backcourt defense, I think is going to really help this team. Uh, kind of maybe keep those efforts by guys like Gilders Alexander and John Morant. I mean, those are guys who can probably score 40 any night they want, but at least you got another guy there to help. Yeah,
2: yeah no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I I think that um, having the ability to throw both Derek White and DeJounte Murray at somebody, right? They run a pistol screen, try to try to get a smaller defender and you switch between Derek White and DeJounte Murray. Woof. That's not hmm. what you're looking for. <laughs> uh, no advantage created. Um, hmm. You know, we we saw uh, in the games that they did play together. We saw them play some zone together that like worked pretty well because I mean, really difficult to get it around all of those active hands and you know quick thinking guys playing defense. So um, yeah, wa- watching Derek White play team defense is one of my favorite things. It's it's such a like like they they'll never make a Derek White. Uh, charge top shot but they should so hmm. i would buy about a million of them
0: yeah i thought a whole pack of moments of him just taking charges was a good idea um and i tweeted it at them but i haven't had any response so don't know what's happening <laughs> okay i got one more question for you guys heading into the second half of the season uh Luka shamanich are we calling him the shaman or the itch what's what's the nickname we're going with
1: i <laughs> cannot support the itch
0: Man. The shaman, yeah. The shaman's got to be where it's at,
2: right? I, I don't know about either of those. I, I like the Croatian Kevin Durant. That's what I could call him. So That's what I call him to my friends. Yeah. I mean, it's what, it's, what, it's, what, it's what he is. But I mean, it's
1: Croatian Killer K-I-L-L-A, for the look.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know
2: uh what do we i I think (laughs) we got to open it up for suggestions we because these are all all bad i think these are all objectively terrible nicknames uh, yeah i i like tall luca as well
1: ham shamanich i don't like that one either (laughs) it's like sandwich it's funny because it's like a sandwich it's like a ham sandwich and i put it into a player
2: now that you explained it i like it even less
0: (laughs) you what we'll have to open up the big fun pod twitter account to your suggestions we'll put a poll up you know asking for your suggestions as well uh maybe voting on the shaman or the itch or the uh the croatian Illa. uh i don't know if that's gonna it's win. A at the
1: end of it. oh yeah
0: i'll make sure to put the a there at the end um a quick note before we look at the uh, second half of the season two uh nba uh, the basketball hall of fame announced their finalists this year uh becky hammond did not make the cut once again uh leaving her eligibility open up for one more year um you know This I guess second or third year uh, being a semifinalist for the hall. uh, You got to think her time is coming though, right, Evan?
1: Uh, You know, I don't know when, but it's happening. So uh, whenever they decide they want to give her the the hall of fame nod, awesome. We're at all not going to be surprised. Would love for her not to have to sweat it out every single year. But, you know, it is what it is. Out of her control, she will be a Hall of Famer, and um, you know, Spurs fans can just enjoy Tim Duncan getting inducted this year, which has been a long time coming because it's been delayed. And, eh. Yeah. So the second yeah. half. Of the season- I,
2: mean, I mean, Becky. Oh, I, I just wanted to say that <laughs> Becky, like one of the one of the great WNBA players of all time, um, and to to have a basketball Hall of Fame without her and it would be incomplete. So, looking forward to when that does happen.
0: So the second half of the season kicks off tomorrow Wednesday uh against uh Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks Tom are you looking forward to maybe a potential Luka versus Luka matchup
2: I would love to see it personally I mean it would be really fun to watch they're very, they're differently built Lucas they're both talented they're both uh you know we'll we'll say it's a wash we'll say they're equally good um <laughs> do, we know, do we know how healthy
0: are we going into the second half of the season at full strength? Where's the, the status on uh, our, our guys who've been out with uh, the health and safety protocols?
1: We we should get a an injury report very soon. Um, Fresh when Oh under- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no! Um, but we knew these guys
0: were with that, them, that is the team and and kind of interacting with the players again. So the thought has been short term games. So.
1: My, my guess is this moment that you're going to see everybody. Um, the guys were cleared from health and safety protocols. They were with the team on the bench. So it was just a matter of conditioning to which I'm certain they were able to get that done in the last five, six days. So maybe you're looking at a reduced minute minutes count for, for some, you know, one, two, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but they they should all be active. Unless, you know, if Lamarcus is pegged for, like, another bum stomach, uh, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to call some questions. But um, I do want to mention that against the Magic on March 12th, Spurs will have fans back in the stands. And they'll have about, like, 3,600 people in the AT&T Center. Um, if you remember, I believe it was – the tenth, right? It's tomorrow the tenth.
0: Yeah, tomorrow's the tenth. Yeah.
1: So they're playing the Mavericks a full year after beating the Mavericks in the AT&T Center to end end life as we knew it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like poetry. Time, time. time is a flat circle.
0: Oh, man, no, it's it's uh, wild to think it's it's been a full year since uh, since that last game. Um, but yeah, you know, it'll be good to see uh, you know. See the back on the court against the Mavericks, and be in, good to see fans back in the stands as well. Literally getting a look at Vucevic in the flesh before the Spurs send every young player to the Magic to acquire him. Right, Tom?
1: That's right. Marcel gone. Dejante, see you later.
2: I I think that they'll the Magic will probably just leave him on the plane and, and try to take as many of the Spurs young guys as possible. Just come yeah. here, come with me, kids. Yeah. yeah. I tweeted
0: that. I didn't We're going go to go on a plane. Shamanich. I tweeted that I didn't want to see Luka Shamanich back in Orlando, but I didn't consider the fact that it would be with the, the magic and not in the bubble. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. no,
2: that's not going to happen.
1: Uh, hey, let's go let's set Twitter on storm. That's right. I'll trading everybody. <laughs> that's right. that's
2: I- about how seriously I'm taking most spurs trade rumors uh just not this year and every year
0: please drop your worst trade ideas in the tom petrini's dms at real tom petrini any final thoughts you got here tom before we wrap up
2: oh don't dm me put it out there in public wear it you need you need to wear your your trade machine takes uh because like i don't i barely respond to him on the timeline i'm certainly not going to respond to him in a dm uh you need to you need to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit uh it is it is definitely trade season time trade machine time um so uh but i i've learned after years of doing this that uh it's very rare that you'll put something into the trade machine that's anywhere close to anything that actually happens in real life uh, especially when it comes to san antonio
0: and Evan Klosky at Evan Klosky as well. You got any final thoughts for us?
1: No, I'm interested to see how they start off the second half of the season. This is a, a grueling stretch of basketball. I want to know how Pop is going to navigate that. We like to say that the Spurs are too deep. Well, I fully expect Popovich to sit guys throughout the second half to keep them fresh and not run them, run them into the ground. I'm excited to see the fans back into the AT&T Center and the, and the amount of uh, safety and health protocols that have gone into that decision and how the Spurs have really, um, you know, taken everything possible to to ensure that uh, San Antonians and, and those in the surrounding areas would be okay to resume normal activities and watch a basketball game in person. So um, it's going to be cool there. And... You know, can, can the Spurs, can they win the Fiesta jerseys again? I need to look up what the record is in the Fiesta jerseys, but a part of me is thinking that they like haven't won in the Fiesta jerseys since Memphis on opening night. Yeah. We thought
0: it would be a nice run for them, And uh, that hasn't been the case. We'll, we'll, put,
1: been
0: we'll put the actual record up on our Twitter later on when we, when we do the research there. Uh, I, I, Tom, I just have to share my, uh, my one good trade machine story I've got for you. Uh, you say, you know, that it, Art rarely imitates life, but uh, in this scenario, it was uh, June, uh, and uh, the Kawhi Leonard trade conversation was getting, um, you know, picked back up again as we headed into the off season. Um, the Raptors had just been eliminated from the playoffs, and I went, "I bet they're going to do some shakeups there." So, in the trade machine, I went and put Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan and uh, O.G. Anuubi and O.Uubi, I can never pronounce his last name. There's too many vowels. Ooh, Anubi. Uh, Anubi. OG,
2: O.G. Ananobi.
0: Ananobi, I'm forgetting the end there. O.G. Ananobi, uh, and uh, put that out on the internet and got flamed. Everyone's like, n- no way the Spurs, do- no one wants DeMar DeRozan. That's also not the package, like uh, all, this, all this conversation. And uh, here I am years later, laughing at everyone's faces. I'm Jackson Floyd. You can find me at Twitter at Jacksonkins5. Please uh, enter my DMs if you're interested in buying a Luka Doncic NBA Top Shot moment. The bidding starts at fourteen hundred. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, of course, follow the Big Fun Pod at Big Fun Pod.
1: Daddy needs a new pair of shoes.
2: Yeah, Dad. Daddy's going a- shopping, baby.
0: <laughs> Daddy's got a sixteen-month-old son who's, who's taking all of his money. So. Uh.
2: Put, anyway. put his college fund all in top shots. Oh man! Yeah, that's
1: the only
2: to How much is that, Kelvin fund? you care all? about him, <laughs> the, uh, anyway. the the Keldon one right now is uh, four hundred. There we go. That's we the get there. Uh, One textbook.
0: Yeah. getting there. Uh,
2: anyways, that's yeah. all we got for the big Fun pod
0: this week. We'll see you next time.